Welcome back to the You Can Sit With Us podcast, where you always have a seat at our table. Yes, 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 yes. And welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about goals, goal setting, how to do it the godly way, um, our vision boards, biblical or not, manifestation. We gain deep. Yeah, we're going to be talking about all this juicy stuff, <laughs> and it's only fitting, it's only right, because it's a new year, Yes. and this is the prime time when we like to set goals, right? Absolutely. So, before we get started, let's talk about our favorite things from this week. Would you like to go first? Sure. Um, so, one of my favorite things this week is my coffee. The way I make coffee is like... Wait, sorry, I forgot to introduce ourselves. Do we have wow. to do that every episode? Sure. People, I think people do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm Brittany. And I'm Bridget. And this is the You Can Sit, Sit With, with Us podcast. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, so my favorite thing this week is um, my coffee. Um, it's like a whole like cocktail for me. Um, How much does coffee cost? Shoot. The one I like is like $6. What about the corner store? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, coffee at the quarter. Coffee. Coffee, I don't know what it's saying. Coffee costs a quarter at the corner store. That one. Coffee costs a quarter at the corner store. I don't think I have store. a heavy New York accent. The corner store. I think store. it's very slight. Like, it used to be rough when I was younger, but when you move away, like, yeah. you're around a lot of other accents, yeah. you kind of, like, lose it. Yeah. Coffee costs a quarter at the corner store. She I still got it, that. though. She definitely still got it. I, I have it here and there. Sorry. This might be a sidetracky episode, but continue. Your coffee. So my coffee is a whole cocktail. I love it. It has cinnamon, vanilla extract, vanilla. Vanilla extract. Mira, ya no me deja quieta. Anyways, um, <laughs> I love my coffee. Basically, that's my favorite thing today. Okay, well, this week. Brittany? My favorite thing this week, well, before I do that, I'm going to show you what was my favorite thing last week. I told you guys about it, Wildflower Pages. If you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see it. Um, it's linked in last week's episode, which was um, the, our, why. our intro one. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe it wasn't linked in last week's, but it'll be linked in this week. So this was a, uh, a gift I got. And I also, like, my bookmark, I actually use flowers. Oh, my gosh. Look at the creative in you. But this is a Christian poetry book. And, oh, my gosh. Like, such short poems, but they hit so deep. They're so good to meditate on. And it just, like, feeds me in such a beautiful way. But this week, my real favorite thing is this cool notebook that I got for Christmas from my mom. It's called the Rocket Book Fusion. And it's so, it's like a smart notebook. But, like, actually, like, with pages, not like an iPad or something. And the pages are super soft, and it comes with, like, this regular type of pen. Like, you can use anything from this line of Pilot Frixion or something like that. And, like, it has um, task lists, a calendar, a sketch area, and then, like, lined pages. And you can draw, and then you can pretty much you scan the QR code, and it uploads to any, like, cloud drive that you want. Like, you have Google Drive, Dropbox, um, Evernote, like, a bunch of different things. And then the coolest thing about it is you just use a cloth, a wet cloth, and you wipe it clean. Oh, wow. It's so cool. That's so cool. It's and the like, pen just writes so smooth on it. Like, it's just like butter. It's like new school and old school all together. Honestly, like, so good. This is so great for creatives, entrepreneurs, um, anyone who loves writing things down. Yeah. It's so good. And it's and it's pretty. And it's lightweight to, like, bring around and fits in, like, any laptop book bag awesome. or whatever. So that's my favorite thing this week. It's on Amazon, so I'll link it below. 
this isn't sponsored, but hey, you know if what's the name of this company? Rocket Book. Rocket Book. If you want to sponsor us, we your girls. <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the content. Juicy. All let's right. Do it. All what, right. what do you want to talk about first? So, um, I would say let's talk about vision boards because that's um, one of the first things a, a lot of us are, like kind of gravitate to is oh, let me like get into the new year yeah. with a vision, mm-hmm. and um, so maybe we can touch a little bit on that. <clears throat> but um, go ahead. So vision boards. I feel like we, it goes without saying, but just in case there's people who are listening that don't really know what that means, I'm just going to break it down really quick. It's essentially a piece of paper yeah. that people cut out magazine clippings or um, literally just anything that you can glue on there yeah. to pretty much create a mood board of sorts of what they want to achieve in the year mm-hmm. um it's casting vision it's putting vision onto like a physical thing yeah. right yeah um the danger with this i guess we'll go into that is that or not the danger i guess the typical mindset on it is like okay this is what i want in my life so i'm going to make this happen i'm declaring it yeah. i am speaking this into existence yeah. i want this to happen in my life this year so it's going to happen i'm putting it here and i'm going to make it happen no matter what i'm manifesting yeah. this it's like my the- thought is going to become my reality yeah the the like it's the power behind it like you're yeah. putting power in self and like power in the like the maybe like the tangible thing in Mm -hmm. itself when that's not where the power really comes from right you know so for those that don't know i do have like a past in the new age and i believed heavily heavily in manifestation law of attraction speaking things into existence and i do want to say that those those things are real but i don't i wholeheartedly truly believe and know that they're not good they're not pure. They don't come from God. We can manifest things to an extent. We can make things happen. We have free agency. We have the opportunity to choose and make decisions in our life. Right. Um, but the key for Christians, if you are a Christian, which I'm assuming most of you are if you're listening to this, is seeking God's will first over your own. Right. Not trying to manifest your own dreams and desires, but seeking him out and intimacy with him and then from that getting clarity on what his will is for your life what his desire is for your life and uh not trying to do things on your own because we know where that gets us like the heart is deceitful above all things i forget what scripture that is but it's scripture (laughs) um so like who who can trust it? i think it says something like that like why and not saying that every single one of our desires is bad but it's really a matter of checking your heart right of why do you want this thing what happens if you don't get it? Are you going to be distraught? Is it going to be a faith crisis for you? Right, Are you going right. to be miserable? Right. That right there is a is an indicator of idolatry, mm-hmm. of, of putting something in the place of God in your life and in your heart. And right. yeah. Right. The level of disappointment when you are relying on, on just yourself mm-hmm. and not um, seeking God's counsel, seeking God's will, just seeking him. And like you yeah. said, um, relationship with him, the level of disappointment, because regardless... If it doesn't come to fruition, you know, you're going to feel some type of lament. You're going to be disappointed, of course, naturally. Um, But the level of it, when you rely on yourself and on your own strength, on your own power to make it happen, it's detrimental. It's like you feel like the world 
the world is like not maybe the world is crashing down but like just the the intensity just feels that much more heavy um compared to when you are seeking god first um within your goals because it's not it's not bad or a sin to have goals and have plans um but god wants to be a part of that and ultimately he's the one that can open the right doors um and power you through to to discern between which doors are from him and which ones aren't mm-hmm. um and to take take leaps of faith trust yeah. that he he's got you that you know that he's a good father and he wants to bless you with good things all all things that are good come from him and through and through um his son Jesus when you believe in him and you abide in his love yeah so um when you are connected with your heavenly father that way then when things may not be aligned with his will or if things are not aligned with his will and it's something that you desired you'll you'll bounce back in a much healthier way in a godly way like okay lord like this rejection is just a holy rejection it's yeah. something that i forgot the saying there's a saying um of it but you'll just know that it's like oh. I always say it, um, rejection is just holy redirection. There you go. See, yeah. it's like just, it's like, okay, God, then you must have something better for yeah. me. If you close this door, then that means you have something better for me. You can see things that I can't. But it's crazy you know how many times we are in experiences or circumstances when things don't work out the way we wanted to. You know, we can say, yeah, we trust God. We know he wants good things for us. But do we really? Like, does our heart really show that? Does our life, do our actions, our reactions to things really show that we really trust him? And it's not to shame anyone, but it's it's a call to check your heart and to honestly find peace and relief in the fact that God literally is purely good. So if he's not giving you something, it means that there's something that's better for you. Exactly. And if not, then you have to like, if you don't believe that, if you're struggling to believe that, it, it's probably a misalignment of values and beliefs. And you have to really, like, take it back to, like, no, like, I trust that this is not for me. I may not understand any reason why, you know, the way it was mathing, like, it, it just seemed perfect. Right. But he knows so much more than we ever could. Exactly. Like, I don't know the exact scripture, but it's, his ways are higher. His thoughts are mm-hmm. higher than ours. So it's just... When we are walking uh, with his guidance, he is our good shepherd. Yeah. Um, when we are following him and walking in his good guidance, no matter what is around us or things that we just don't expect, we we are safe. We know that yeah. we are going the right direction. And mm-hmm. the only the the biggest thing that we just have to do is just seek him. You know, have your plans. Like, um, just to give you an example, if your plan is to let's say, uh, I don't know, like lose 10 pounds right and that's hard that's of course that's hard but you don't know anything about the science behind that or how to go about that or whatever um just keep it in prayer talk to him about it like lord like this is my body's yeah. your temple i want to take care of mm-hmm. it you live in me so i want to take good care of your temple so help me i need you to strengthen me through i need your wisdom i need discernment on what to say yes to what foods to say yes to what foods not to say show me my weakness and strengthen me in my weakness it's just talking it's to like him. It's like partnering with him, allowing right. him that space in your life. I think about it all the time, especially being a toddler mom. Yeah. Being a parent is so cool. Like, you get to see and experience God and our relationship with him and his love in such a tangible and different way. Because, like, how many times does Sage, my daughter, she's two and a half, 
<laughs> She's funny. How many times? She is so opinionated. I love her. So full of personality and life. Gotta love it. But it does not come without its challenges. And there's so many times when she insists on not doing what I ask or doing her own thing or her own way. And I just literally sit there and I'm like, you know what? Okay, do your thing. And then she'll try and do it on her own, but like she can't do it. Like, for example, put her shoe on. Mm-hmm. So, and then she'll, she'll be like, oh, mommy, help me after trying and realize that she couldn't do it on her own. If in, she, she could have saved herself all that stress and frustration if she would have just trusted me right. that I can take care of her, that I know what's best for her from the jump, you right. know? Right, right. You're never too late or too far gone for God's redemption. I just think it's so much more beautiful, so much less pain that you have to go through if you trust him from the jump. If you decide to walk in, in his perfect will, like, just from the jump, you know? Yeah. And you're like, okay, God, I'm not even going to step into this thing without consulting you first. Right. Without receiving your blessing. Without making sure that this is coming with the peace of God or just wisdom of God. Because right. um, not every decision is going to come with peace, but wisdom is in discernment or keys. Right. And how do you do that? By staying plugged into him, talking to him, getting into the word, being still, making time to, to literally... Be in a quiet place with him, whether that's in your room, your prayer closet, at the beach, at the cafe, whatever that looks like for you, you have to make time and space. Really, it should be weekly with a Sabbath. Right. Well, obviously, we'll have a podcast episode on that one day. But um, <laughs> that's really, like, so monumental. Like, it's one of those things, I think we talked about it recently, where it's not required of us. Right. Like, we are not bound by the law, but it's beneficial for us. Like, why would you not want to do that? Mm-hmm. Because it's so beneficial, and without it, like, you're just never going to operate at that highest level of, like, just functioning in your daily life, and your weekly life, and, and really receiving and living in the fruit of what it means to abide in Christ and right. to live in Him. And it's just a beautiful thing. Um, You brought up something... When you were talking about how when we make plans and then it doesn't happen, yeah, you know, um, like what happens then? And I, it reminded me of the scripture I want to talk about real fast. But it's like when we when we make a plan and we put these things on our vision board and we are focusing mainly on that and not on God and kind of like just having those things be like either prayer requests cuz we'll talk about that in a second like i do believe there's a a good and biblical way to go about vision boarding yeah, i don't I think there's there's camps of believers who will be super legalistic about it and probably some of you maybe aren't you may not agree fully with what we believe and that's, that's totally okay. fine yeah. <laughs> um i personally a year ago i probably would have been like mm, i don't know how i feel about vision boards because I was in a weird place in my faith where I was navigating, like, what do I really believe? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but now I'm in a m- more mature place because of that, praise God, where I'm grateful that I can have that, like, we have Christian liberty. Right. You know, it's, the Bible doesn't say creating a vision board is sinful. So we have to read between the lines and and um, use God's wisdom and his word to understand and navigate those things in our own convictions, obviously. Um but when we build up these visions, these desires, these goals, these dreams without consulting God first and without really at the core of it saying, I would love for all these things to happen, God. I feel that you put these on my heart, but nevertheless, your will be done. 
it's dangerous because you're literally making those things your God in a sense. Mm -hmm. They're becoming the, the foundation you're building your life upon, the foundation you're building your year upon. So what if none of that happens and it ends up being the worst year of your life? Exactly. You're going to be left and feeling empty, depleted, depressed, right. everything. And then you question God, like, wait, Lord, like, I thought you was in this. Like, but how, how are you really seeking him? Yeah. You know, like from the very beginning was, was he a part of it? Like, did right. you invite him in? So, um, then your faith can be a little shaken, which sometimes it's okay. Not sometimes. I know it's, it's biblical mm -hmm. where, um, your faith can be tested. Um, and that just builds endurance, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah. and even with that, <clears throat> excuse me. Ruslan actually recently did a video talking about Mike Todd. It was really good. Mm -hmm. um, and he was saying how, like, we can... I forget the, the philosoph not philosophical, but vocabulary words that he used. I'm just putting in layman's terms. Mm -hmm. um, but he was essentially saying, like, good things can happen to us. We can achieve accolades and the successes, and good things can happen to us, like... You know, getting that raise or getting that money or getting that that um, that church building yeah. or whatever, just because something good happens doesn't mean that God was in it from the jump. Like, yeah, he may have allowed it to happen, but that doesn't mean that God was in it and that it was like ordained by him, that that was his like perfect or like most like ideal Sovereign. desire for yeah. us mm -hmm. um, because that's where it, like that's essentially what manifestation is. It's like, yeah, we can make things happen. We can work hard and make six figures and, and, you know, get the house, get the car, get the, the wife, the husband, whatever. But does that, is that really the goal? Is that really the prize? Right. Cause you once know? you get there, then what, you know, if you're constantly seeking, there's these, always going to be more, right, you're going to want more, more, it's more. It's, Regardless, it's so empty. It's, it's, it's so empty. empty. Granted, it's, it's going to feel good at the moment. Um, and I know like, Hispanic culture, um, especially my family, like they see like, oh, Bridget, you're educated. You have this, you have that, esto y lo otro. And I'm just like, okay, but do you, do you know my mental health? How was yeah. my mental health? Like, okay. First off, it did take a lot to get there. And I'm proud of everything that it took to get there and, you know, God helping me through it. But then once I got there, a lot of the times I'm like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Right. It's like, it's so crazy. Like now what? back when you set goals it's like you envision what you're going to feel like when you achieve that. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a beauty in that because it gets you motivated, it gets you going, it gets you working right. towards it. But it's also dangerous. It's so important that along that process of setting the goal and working towards it, that you're not just working towards that one moment. Because if anyone has ever achieved anything in their life, you can probably attest to the fact that like when you got there, it didn't feel like as great as you thought mm -hmm. it would. Or it did, and that's dangerous too because that's like filling you up with the things of this world and pride and, and really dragging you away from God. Yeah. Because we know that like godly heart and a godly character is humble. It's it's content with less. Right. It's not it's not you don't have to have a poverty mindset, but it's not placing your value and your identity in those things. Correct. Um and I had so so many thoughts on this. This is such a good topic. Mm -hmm. Um but I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> I, I do want, don't hear us say that don't have any goals. Don't have, you know, ambition to pursue them. What we're saying is don't do them alone. Don't do them without, without the almighty who can yeah. truly really help you and strengthen you and open the doors and give you the wisdom, everything you really need in order to achieve the goals, but that are aligned with his will as yeah. well. So by no means are we saying don't reach for, don't, don't have high goals. Don't reach for, you know, um, absolutely not. Like right. I think part of the challenge of being a Christian, walking this walk, following Christ 
is really um like a balancing act Absolutely. and things are never going to be fully balanced but like juggling all of it and finding a healthy place in the in-between, in the middle, whether it be your belief on doctrine, theology, or the balance between grace and truth, or... Or just culture, traditions, también. Yeah, so, like, finding um, a way, because it's a biblical principle to steward things well. Whatever God gives you, whatever he's blessed you with, whether it's a house, a family, a child, um, a career, a certain amount of money, we should always be aim to be good stewards of that. There's a parable, the parable of the talents in the, in the word that talks about, essentially, God gives these three men a different amount of money or something like that. And like, pretty much, what are you going to do with what God gives you? Right. How are you going to be responsible for this? Um, and I think that there's importance in that that we are to be good stewards and responsible with what he gives us but it's important to not make those things your god because like you said uh you know you you achieved all this stuff in life but you're like oh but how's my mental health right and it's crazy because i feel like the more you achieve in life if you are a christian and your desire is to please god if you're not staying plugged into him the more empty you're gonna feel oh my. because the gap is like larger you know like if you you start getting, you know, making more money, making more money, you're getting more degrees, you're you're getting more um, you know, the marriage, the child, the house, all these things. You're you're going into it expecting like, oh, my level of happiness and fulfillment is gonna grow and grow and grow. When really none of these things, nothing in this world can truly fulfill us. Right. No person, no thing, no amount of money, nothing can truly fulfill us. We literally were designed to be fully fulfilled in Him right. and Him alone. All the other things, they're meant to be enjoyed. He gives He gives each and every one of us spiritual gifts and desires and passions for certain things to make this world enjoyable, as beautiful as it can be. And that's a beautiful thing, but those are just, like, secondary to what's first. And mm-hmm. what's first is him and him alone. Mm-hmm. So making sure we're prioritizing him and getting our daily bread, like, our, the word and our time with him is so important. Yeah. Um. So the scripture I wanted to talk about real quick was, we're going to be in this in this chapter a lot, um, or this book a lot today. It's Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and on. And it's building on a solid foundation. This is the NLT version. It says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Mm. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. And I like to think of sand can be the career, the relationships, the the degree, yeah. the financial status, the family, all the things of this world that aren't, they're not bad in and of themselves. But when they're what you build your life on, when they're what you build your happiness on, your 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 end goal, it's fragile. They're right. not going to withstand the storms and the rains of life. It says, when the rains and the floods came and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. I love, love, mm. love that passage. So good. It's so powerful. And I think that ties up that thought so well. Yeah, like, absolutely. make sure you're building your life on him and his word and his character and his heart first and foremost. Right. And, and then everything no- else, you can decorate the house however you want after. <laughs> but the, fa- 
foundation needs to be him. Right, you know? right. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, like, for those of you who are listening and are just like, well, I mean, I want, I want to get there. I want, I want that. I want, you know. But just over here dying, <laughs> and I'm over here. <laughs> just, just preaching. Cut. Continue. No, continue. That's okay. You sure? Yeah, we can okay. do this. Um, and for those of you who are like, I want. I hear everything you're saying, and I want to get there. I do. Or for those of you who are like, I just don't understand. I want to understand what you're saying. Remember, it takes time. This is a walk, a walk with him, not a run. So it's a muscle to to build, um, to continue to trust in him. I mean, I know both of us, we didn't get to where we're at now in our faith, you know, just blindly. It took took some, some hard questions it took some hard realization but ultimately surrender correct exactly this realizing that you can't do it on your own exactly and being ready and willing to not do it on your own anymore to not continue trying to do it on your own because i think that is the core sin that is the core thing that keeps us from god that keeps us from knowing him experiencing him living like fully and like experiencing the freedom and beauty that there is in him Mm -hmm. i mean when you look at when Lucifer fell, it was pride. It was him wanting to do things on his own, mm-hmm. him to be God. Mm-hmm. Same thing in, in the um, garden. Yeah, like, yeah you in know? the fall, the original fall. I mean, the fall. <laughs> <laughs> the fall. Like the original, the fall. So, on the topic of vision boards, let's talk about is it biblical and is there a biblical way to go about it? Mm-hmm. So, personally, I have bounced back and forth a lot on this. I actually recorded a vision board, how to make a Christian vision board, in like January of 2021 on my YouTube channel. And then I ended up deleting it last year because I felt so convicted by it. And I didn't want Christians to look it up and like, excuse me. Oh Lord. (laughs) (laughs) And like condemn me for it and stuff. And I did have a conviction about it last year where I was like, oh my gosh, this is so not biblical. And then I'm like, praise God for maturity and growth because like it's natural to have those back and forth convictions as you navigate this walk. Mm-hmm. And I think it never stops. You're okay. like, you're, you have permission to change your mind on things yeah. as long as it's not like the, um, core doctrines of our faith, which even then you should question them and you should, that questioning should dive you deeper into studying sure. to build your faith up more. But that's a whole nother topic. Um, so vision boards, I personally don't think there's nothing ungodly or unbiblical about them. If you go into it, And I'm assuming that if you're a Christian, you're going to go into it with the heart posture of, like, God as the foundation. Like, God, these are things that I'm praying for because Scripture tells us to bring our petitions and our requests to him boldly, come to the throne, right? So why does, like, putting a picture of it, why does that make it unbiblical suddenly? I don't believe that that's true. Um And I believe that God gives us all vision in different ways and speaks to us. And so I think there's beauty and power and wisdom in writing it down. And uh, scripture says where there's a lack of vision, where there's lack of vision, the people perish. Now, I don't know if that exactly like applies to this exegetically, but the principle is still there. Like, God wants us to be good stewards of things. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all throughout scripture, we see like examples of farmers and harvesting and, and just being patient and waiting on him. But waiting in God's eyes is not just sitting back and doing nothing and waiting for God to just miraculously force us out of our house and like 
get the job for us and all these things. No, we have to put feet to our faith and and make things happen with the wisdom and the training he's already given us and, exactly. and the wise counsel of his people around us and just trusting that. Right, right. So I think that putting your prayer requests and your desires onto a piece of paper and, and allowing that to be something that guides your prayers and guides your focus and your intentions for the year I think that's actually very biblical. I think that's very wise. Right, yeah. What are your thoughts? um, A lot of us, I mean, we all learn different and we get motivation a little differently. And I believe that having something as tangible, I mean, this is how I say I hope I'm not going to go on a tangent here, but like I see... Tangent. Tangent. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start a dictionary, a Bridget Marquina dictionary of all the words that she makes up. Already we have a lot of them today. She said... (laughs) We're literally going to create, what did I say? A BMM version of the Bible. She doesn't have a middle name, but I give her her one. It's yeah. Marisol. Bridget Marisol Marquina. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have uh, different variations of words. My own, like my own personal translation of like. <laughs> so we got, of instead of Philippians, it's Philippines. <laughs> what That's else? Thessalonians. Instead of Colossians, it's. Uh, colossal. <laughs> and the, the other way you said it too. Thessalonians. Instead so, of. Instead of Thess- Thessalonians. Yeah. Please excuse me. Sometimes my brain can't switch between English and Spanish. Sorry. Okay. But anyways, back to um, what I was saying. I see as the Bible um, a way, kind of like a way of how God provided something tangible for us to connect with him and keep him rooted in our hearts. So you can kind of, in a nutshell, you can, not in a nutshell, but like, you know, Kind of along those lines, a vision board can kind of be the same thing, but only if you, like, see it as, like, um, like a tangible thing, still bringing it to God. Like, okay, yeah. Lord, um, these are my desires. I bring them I bring them up to your throne, um, and they can help motivate you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but you're not, you're not relying on the images itself. You're not relying on, you know, the actual, like, goal itself. You're still bringing it up to the throne. You're still, like, having the faith in... in God, yeah, you know, to either whether or not it aligns with his will or not. But I do feel like having something tangible mm-hmm. is super helpful for us. Absolutely. Like if you look at the way the human brain works, like for example, in my room on my bathroom mirror, I have post-it notes with right. different quotes, different reminders and different um, Bible verses that just keep me rooted and remind me of his truth and, and things that I like to hold on to. And I see a vision board being literally the same thing, just right. a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. And who, mm-hmm. Ple- pleasing what? <laughs> pleasing and who doesn't like that you know like exactly i'm a designer and i start every single brand project or every project with a concept which starts in my head and then i get it out on typically a pinterest board and i create a mood board out of it and that gives me direction to work towards to make this thing an actual thing Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. literally the way god designed us like Mm -hmm. if something starts as an idea and then we bring it to life and fruition but the importance like I said, throughout all this, the streamline thread, whatever, <laughs> is to stay rooted in him Correct. and then trusting that the things that we're producing from that are in alignment with his will. And right. if they're not, you know, like, he'll reroute you. Right. He'll redeem you. And it's never too late to turn back and be like, you know what, God, like, I stepped into this without your blessing. Guide me. Like, I'm sorry. Right. Like, I want what you want for me. Exactly. And being obedient to him through that. Right, exactly. He changes your heart to desire the things he desires. Yeah. So. so, so what does that look like? So what does creating a 
goals for the for the year or just in general really goals in a godly way what does that look like the first thing that comes to mind is prayer i would say mm-hmm. definitely pray to god to reveal um the things that you can't see that you that he wants you to see i would pray that to him and also reflection yeah reflection oh, so on good. oh that brings up another yeah idea (laughs) like reflecting on some things that you're not necessarily so proud of that may might have occurred um things that you um look reflect on some convictions Mm -hmm. that the holy spirit has brought um forth and just yeah like in a nutshell all of that like um prayer and reflection and i think with that you can what's the word i'm looking for you can cultivate yes um what goals yes. you you have like okay lord i saw that um last year i got easily distracted and i kind of i kind of got overwhelmed a little bit too easy mm-hmm. so i need you to to help me not speaking about yourself at all <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit anywho um so i like i need you to i need to connect with you more on rest help me to understand yeah. what rest really looks like more in you and not not the worldly way of rest, which mm-hmm. is just like maybe not doing anything at all. So like kind of looking like at that. what you struggled with or what there was a lack of in your life that right. you noticed. I think that's one way that God talks to us and and shows us what we should be focusing on. So for me in this coming season, I know for sure that he's calling me to not do so much in leadership and like putting more on my plate, but instead really pouring into what he's already given me at church. I lead a team. That's a very new team. I'm teaching them practical skills in design, like how to design, but I'm also so passionate about discipling them, walking with them, doing life with them, building real relationships and not just like having them be someone who's on my team and then they, you know, move on. And it's like, there was never a real relationship there in the first place. Like, no. And not just with me, like not, maybe I won't have a super close connection with every single one of them, but I want to at least try and, I hope that I can create a space for them to have relationships within themselves as well. And the reason why I'm clear on that is because I realized I was doing a lot this season. And also with that is like just relationships in general in my life. Like I want to prioritize doing more fun things with Sage. She's getting a little older. Um, So I think that's so good that you pointed out reflection because in order for us to look forward, I think we should first look back and mm-hmm. reflect. Mm-hmm. So just some practical steps that I follow when I'm setting goals is always I start with silence. Like I can't do Amen. anything else if I'm not somewhere where I, I can focus, where there's literally no one else around me or that I'm distracted by. And it doesn't literally have to mean like silence. Like you can have music on or whatever if you want. I prefer like actual silence, like just me and God. Mm-hmm. Honestly, sometimes yeah. that looks like for me going on um, like cafe or restaurant dates um, by myself. Like I kind of just feel like I'm in my own world and God speaks to me so clearly in those moments. And I just journal and I write a lot in my notes and stuff. And it could look like that for you or in your prayer closet, like I said before. Whatever that looks like for you, just getting away from the world and your responsibilities to just be still yeah. and alone with God and allow him to speak to you. Yeah. Pray, but also pray, ask for guidance, but take time to listen mm-hmm. and see where he's guiding you. And not just in that moment, but throughout your days because he speaks as we live our lives, you mm-hmm. know? And um, in that silent time, 
I would include reflection. Look back on last year. Look back at your journal entries from last year. What were your intentions? What were your prayer requests? What what was on your vision board last year? And how did God answer those prayers? Was it directly or did he answer them in a different way that you didn't expect? Mm -hmm. What can you learn from that and how can you apply that going forward? Mm -hmm. And so talking about vision boards, I think it's such a beautiful, tangible prayer request board. But at the same time, a year later, it can be a praise report board. Yeah. And, like, just seeing the way that he answers your prayers, I think that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we should all be keeping track of how he answers our prayers. Mm-hmm. Some of us have prayer journals where we write down prayers and, like, have a technique of, like, every time you pray um, this prayer, you circle it. Right. And then you write down when it's answered. Yeah. So I, I think a vision board can be used in the same way. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. Like, we can have fun. Vision board that. parties. You can yeah. pray into them. I did that with my um, one of my small groups a few weeks ago. We yeah. prayed in. We talked. We fellowship. We had food. And we you were laughing. We were catching yeah. up. Like, it's such a beautiful ministry moment, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I know a lot of, a lot of, um, there's a misconception, like, oh, you're a Christian, then you're like, you have to follow these rules. Like, you, you're not really free. You don't really have this liberty and stuff. But you're... But I think it's a misconception because it's being compared to worldly things. And worldly things, yeah, it's like, oh. It's an illusion of freedom. But the freedom that is found in Christ is true freedom. Exactly. And so this, like what we're talking about, vision boards, you can do it, you know, in community. You can do it with um, uh, your your family, your uh, fellow believers. You can have fun with it. Like, you know, like you can bounce back off ideas and like, you know what? I like that you motivated me Mm -hmm. to have that goal and vice versa. Like, there is no shame. It's not sin or anything like that to have fun um, yeah. with it. You know what I mean? Like, And I think what I'm going to do is the one I created, we were very limited on our magazine choices. Mm-hmm. My friend works Pinterest. in a kidney place, so we only had kidney magazines. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what I did is I created one, but I am a aesthetic um, obsessive person. So what I'm going to do is that was kind of like my rough draft. And now I'm going to like go create a really aesthetically pleasing one that I can like hang up and maybe even frame and put it on my wall just to look at and like give me direction of what I'm working towards this year. Mm -hmm. What God has put in my heart. Mm -hmm. What is the word of the year? I know a lot of it's popular in Christianity to like, God gives you a word. I always struggle finding that one word that he gives me. And I think that's perfectly okay. Um, but there's a few words that I feel like he does place on our, our hearts in every season. So writing those down and having those, I think is beautiful. Yeah. So first would be silence. Second would be scripture. So making sure you're plugging into God's word. Like how are you going to make wise choices if you're not knowledgeable on right. if who he is and, and how he speaks? your spirit. Yeah. You and know? like knowing just the wisdom of God, like he has given us uh, just such a treasure to live this life with and it's a beautiful blessing and to not plug into that to not get into the word some way shape or form would just be silly and um making sure we're being guided by him i think is so important um because then where else would you get guided from yeah you know um, social media posts influencers celebrities your favorite music artists trends change like things uh um these things are subjective but god's word is steady it's Mm -hmm. constant it's objective so when you are rooted in that, when you have a natural, not a natural, but when you have a habit of going to that as your source, then when tre- trends change and things mm. change and you change, then you have something that never changes. That's solid. You know? He placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So still be still and silent. Scripture. 
And then third, I would say, like, document it. So that would be where, like, the vision board or the journaling or mm-hmm. the prayer journal comes out. Um, just documenting it all. And this yeah. time that you're spending in silence and solitude with him, I would say make a list of things you're grateful for. Yep. Like, mm. and and that's something I want to challenge myself to do mm-hmm. this year. I don't know how often. That's something I'm going to decide when I have my, my, my day with him this week is I'm going to create a routine of whether it be weekly or monthly where I literally just fill up one whole page of paper with things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Because literally, I, I forgot where I read it, but they said gratitude and anxiety cannot exist in the brain at the same time. I don't know how true that is, but I'm going to believe that is pretty true because it's like every time that I felt anxious or worried and I just shifted my thoughts to gratitude, Baby. it literally changes me. Mm. And that brings me to the scripture that I want to talk about. That's the whole Which word. Which is, oh, I, I like slept wrong and like my neck is like really hurting. <laughs> okay, so I told y'all we we're going to be in the book of Matthew a lot today. <laughs> it's just so good. So Matthew chapter six, I really recommend going to read that whole chapter mm. um, in this time. But I specifically want to talk about... The verse she's about to read is my absolute favorite. I absolutely... Like, I live by it. I love it. Go ahead. So there's a few different verses I'm going to hop around on, and you guys can get the gist. So Matthew 6, verse 7 says, And when you pray, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So do not be like them, praying as they do, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. And then this is the Lord's Prayer, I believe, right? Right? Fact check? Dave. Is this the, is this the Lord's Prayer? <laughs> Our Father who, who are in heaven? Yeah. That's the Lord's prayer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So pretty much what I get from that and how it applies to this topic of conversation is at the end of all of your prayer requests and your desires and really every single prayer that you pray and your heart posture every day should be, God, I would love to have these things, but what I want most is you. Mm-hmm. And when I want you, the overflow of that is wanting your will for my life. And so all of these things would be amazing. Sure, it would make me happier. It would make me richer. It would, it would heal this, this issue in my life. It would fix this problem. But... I don't want none of that if I if I can't have you. Like, I want you first and foremost. Anything else, cool. And if not, cool. Like, mm-hmm. that's the key, the heart posture in that. And then um, the next, uh, like, passage talks about fasting, the true me- measure of wealth, which I think is powerful. And that can be included in, like, your planning and goals for the year and, like, that silence part. Sometimes if our flesh and our desires and our thoughts are not godly and not centered on god and things of god and we're thinking a lot about just sinful things and like fleshly things that's a good indicator that it might be time to do a spiritual reset and fast and most churches i know our church does (laughs) alexa (laughs) gotta love her um most churches start the year off with 21 days of prayer and fasting if your church doesn't if 21 days is too long for you just seek god and um Fasting should be a regular part of Absolutely. our lives, and it's always a great reset. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go too much into that. And then here, so the next passage, the subtitle in the Amplified Version is The Cure for Anxiety, which I think would be really great to do a 
few episodes on. What I really want to talk about is Matthew 6, verse 33. Mm. Hold on. Okay. So, but first and foremost, (laughs) first and most importantly, seek, aim at, or strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. And what that means is his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. And all of these things will be given to you also. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That doesn't mean don't think about tomorrow. It just means don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't make yourself anxious thinking that you have to figure it all out. No. Like, I love the quote that says, I may not know what the future holds, but I know who holds my future. Mm. And it's so powerful. And Oof. I think that is, like, a great way to sum up this. It's not that we shouldn't be planning for the future and looking forward because we've already established that that's a godly and good and wise thing to do. But we should not be worrying about the future because that, at the root of it, is is really coming from a belief that I am God and I need to figure this thing out. No. When you trust the God of your future— you can you can walk a little bit more like freely right and confidently and be more present in the yeah. moment and confident that he's working everything out exactly that you're going to focus on what he has before you in this day to do to get to that next step yeah. and trusting that if he reroutes it it's not a big deal because your faith wasn't put in that thing anyway exactly. it was put in him when we focus on just fellowshipping with him and and remaining in him to be honest that just takes off so much weight because we're putting him on when you look at the verse, um, Matthew, I forget what it is, but it's like, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Right. For my yoke is easy and my burden and is like, light. Like a yoke is something that like had like bulls or, or uh, what are they called? Cattle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they would put it around their, they would put it, bleh, but you did it, did it. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I know. They would put it around their necks and stuff. So, like, essentially, he takes more of the weight from us because he can carry it, but we can't. Right. When you remember that truth, there is a there is a um a weight lifted off you because he takes care of the things that are out of our hands. Yep. So as long as just remaining in him and trusting in him, all us will be added. Amen. <laughs> so with that being said. That pretty much sums it all up. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this gives you a fresh uh, take on how to approach goal setting for this year and something that you can take from this just forever more. Yeah. Um, so to just recap on the the points that I like to focus on is first and foremost, silence, solitude, and stillness. Yeah. You have so to make time, preferably a whole day, maybe even two days in the beginning of the year, and also make this a routine, whether it's um, once a week during your Sabbath or once a month or once a quarter, start somewhere, do something. Cause I'm telling you that is the most, probably the most life changing thing you can ever do. And I don't see how any Christian can endure for a, a lifetime walking with Christ without stillness and silence yeah, and solitude oh with him. Like Absolutely. It's, it's just impossible. Yeah. Like if you didn't make time for your marriage, that marriage is not going to last. So why do we treat God like that? Exactly. Wow. Second so is scripture. Powerful. You have to get plugged into the word. You have to be, you have to feed your spirit just like you feed your body. Um, and when you do, it nourishes you in a way that no, literally nothing else in this world can. Three 
is documenting it, whether that be a vision board, uh, journaling, whatever, goal setting, writing it down, whatever way Mm -hmm. that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. And then fourth is just staying plugged into him throughout the year, making sure you're seeking him. And with that comes community. Do you want to speak about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think none of this would be possible to achieve, to get through to for anything without community i think community is so important like like she mentioned before if you want to have a vision board little get together and and do it together and have fun and make it a whole fellowship event amen that's amazing i do think community is very essential for this for your growth and um for your relationship with the lord because they can hold you accountable not only in like helping you reach these goals but Accountable in the, in, in, in the setting of them. Right. And then being aligned with his word, being yeah. aligned with what he says, mm-hmm. you know, not being aligned with like, oh, because this is, this is just a trend going on and I want to reach it because of the trend. No, right. it's, it's aligned because of what he says in his word, you know, and they can, with love, hold you accountable um, with that. With love, they can tell you, okay, um, maybe try seeing it this way or just giving you some encouraging words to, to help you with these goals, you know, yeah. I think community is super important. And then someone who may be more spiritually mature than you um, can also help you grow so, so much in the type of goals you may have. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's so essential. Iron sharpens iron and you can't, you can't go through this walk without each other. Yeah. Wise counsel you know? is so important. Yeah. So that's so good. We're going to speak on community. Uh, we're going to have a whole episode on that. Two episodes from now, so definitely stay tuned. Yes. It's going to be really, really good. Yes. We're very passionate about this topic because it yes. has been life-changing for us. Um, any Absolutely. last thoughts? Um, I, would, I definitely I want to remind all of you that, that you, are, you are loved. And no matter where you are in your walk with God, that he sees you mm-hmm. um, and he is with you no matter what. I know sometimes it may feel like I just don't get it. I don't know. I feel lost. But just remember that he is there with you. He is the same God in the mountaintops, Amen. same God in the valley. Amen. So no matter what you may be facing, you might be in a, in a summer season where everything is going great, you know, and and we want to stay there but sometimes we don't or you may be in a, in a winter season where it's just cold and just lonely regardless of where you're at he is with you he sees you he loves you and he will get you through it remember seasons they don't last forever amen makes so sense you always i love how i'm always like oh do you have anything less to say and she's just so like life-giving she's just like <laughs> you are so loved <laughs> amen sister oh um, with that being said let's pray yes Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, God, that you are a good, a good, good father, that you want to give your children good things, Lord. I pray, God, that every single person under the sound of my voice, God, would just have a growing hunger and desire for you, Lord, that you would help them make uh, and strategize time and space to get alone with you, God, to make that a regular routine, Lord God, that they would feed their soul and their spirit daily with your word, which is our living, um, it's is literally a living word, God, that it feeds us in a way and grows with us in a way that nothing else in this world can, God. It's our daily bread. And if we wouldn't go a day without feeding our bodies, God, that we we shouldn't go a day without feeding our souls and our spirits with your word, Lord. I pray that there would be guidance, God, to 
to make the right decisions, to set the right goals that are in alignment with your will for each and every one of their lives, Lord, that they would seek you first and foremost and, and truly have a heart posture that is set on you, God, that you would be the thing that they desire the most, God, and not all of these accolades and, and physical and material things, Lord, but that those would just be added bonuses, the cherries on top, God, but that you would be the foundation of their lives, the foundation of their goals, the foundation of their focus, Lord, and that you would guide them uh, just every single day, leading them in the way everlasting on your path, God, that you would help us to put one foot in front of the other, Lord. I pray, God, that you would provide the right community around them that can give them wise counsel, that can encourage them, and really shower them in your love and your grace, God. Just remind them of who you are, your truth, but most importantly, your grace, God, and that that would just birth a, a desire to just get to know you more intimately and more deeply, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just continue to guide us in our goal setting, that our lives would just mo look more and more like our hearts and our lives and our desires would look more and more like you day in, day out, but that we would give ourselves grace when we fall short. I pray over every single person under my voice for their mental health, Lord. I pray that this will be the year that they get the right resources and get healing, God, because we know that when we're dealing with mental health struggles, it's hard to focus on anything else, and it can be so easy to feel alone, God, and I pray that they would never feel alone, God, and that in those moments when they do, that there will be people who remind them that they're never alone because they have you always you're literally always there and you never change and when people aren't there we can still hold fast to the fact that you don't change and you never leave us you never forsake us god that you don't literally a hair a single strand of hair doesn't fall from our head without you knowing about it and there's so much encouragement and reassurance in that god and that we would not look for that reassurance from people but i do pray that you would put people in their lives that would remind them of that that would love them in the way they need to be loved and see them god when they are just needing that that to feel seen and to feel known and to feel loved by people we know how important people are um, and you created us for community God so I pray for that over every single person's um, life right now I pray that this year that you would give us clarity and direction in um, everything that we're supposed to be working towards and that we would seek to step into things with your blessing first and that we would put faith, uh, feet to our faith, God, and not just wait around silently and lazily, if that's even a word, <laughs> but that we would um, just trust that you have given us the wisdom and we would seek out the right counsel and just set the goals and, and trust that you are guiding us, God, and give ourselves grace, grace when we fall short and when we realize that maybe we got into something without um, your blessing, God, but that we would just always have a heart that is postured on you and that we would just just look at you, God, and that everything else would flow from that, that we would seek your heart and your desires and, and just you, period. And everything else would come from that and just be an overflow of that time and, and that love that we have for you, God. I pray that you would do a miraculous change in every single listener's heart and lives and that they can go out into the world and make a difference, that they can bring more people home to you, God, because of what you've done in their heart and their lives. And it would just be like... um difficult to fight for them to not want to go out and share your love and share your truth god and just love on people and i pray that you would just guide us and and help us get clearer on our gifts and how we can use them this year and in achieving goals and setting goals and and just excelling in our workplace and our families and just all aspects of life god and that our lives would just be full of the abundance that you promise us god and the, just the freedom that we can get from you and only by abiding in you lord we thank you we love you and it's in your holy name that we pray amen <laughs>